Hello, strong, feisty women. Some of you may recognize my voice. I'm Celine Yeager, host of the Hit Play Not Pause podcast. Throughout my career as a professional health and fitness writer and now a podcaster, I hear countless questions from women who are trying to understand how their ever-changing hormones impact their sports performance. So we decided to serve up some answers in a brand new series called Hormonal that we will be releasing on the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast feed. Throughout this four-part series, reproductive endocrinologist Dr. Carla DiGirolamo and I will be tackling topics like periods, the pill, pregnancy, and conditions like PCOS, all from the perspective of sports performance. If you aren't already, follow the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast and stay tuned for our first episode releasing on April 15th. Also, have questions you want answered? Send us a voice note at speakpipe.com slash hormonal and we'll get it answered on the show. You are listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast, a podcast for women who are chasing epic and everyday adventures on their bikes. We are a production of Live Feisty Media and hosted by Christy Moan and Katherine Taylor. Hey friends, Catherine here, and I want to invite you to join our Girls Gone Gravel Adventures team. Whether you're preparing for your first big bike trip, lining up at a starting line, or just learning to clip in for the first time, it's more fun with a community to cheer you on. This team is a non-competitive team focused on creating a supportive space for cyclists of all levels. We want to make it easy to find the resources you need. So here's what you're going to get. You're going to get a place to connect with like-minded cyclists. You're going to get opportunities to learn from experts like Kristen Legan, Scotty Lechuga, Laura DeCrescenzo, and more. And you're going to get discounts and early access to events and other fun things. So I hope you'll join us. Just check it out at girlsgonegravel.com backslash team. That's girlsgonegravel.com backslash team. Hope to see you there. Hi, Christy. Hello. How are you? I'm good. We accidentally missed a week. <laughs> I know. And it felt like <laughs> it doesn't feel like we did. Like this last week has been insane. It was so. insane. We had like the perfect storm because you were coming off big sugar and that was like kind of Monday and Tuesday. And then I went with five Americans this time to Canada for our, we had some feisty team meetings, which getting into Canada probably in the past has been super simple but it's there's so many steps to getting out of the country and with five people and we had 24 hours of the most insane trip that I may have ever experienced and we were only there for three days (laughs) there was lost passports there were oh my god COVID tests, that, all kinds that, that of things. Is a, that just scares me. Well, it wasn't lost. Green Carey came in and she kind of last minute decided to come. And, you know, because all you're thinking about is what's the timing of when I need to get this COVID test that I can get across, I can get it back and get across the border and try not to pay out the nose for it, right? Because mm-hmm. the ones that you get last minute are like $200. Oh my gosh. Plus. And so... So she flew in, we were working on some stuff for an event next year 
And she were at dinner that night with everybody else that had flown in. And she's like, I don't have my passport. And she had come from Texas. <laughs> and we're leaving at like, cause we have a one o'clock ferry. So we have to leave at about eight the next morning. Oh my God. So, so yeah so we're at dinner like trying to figure out every way we could possibly get the passport and even you can't even get it overnighted in time right and it's only we're only in Canada for two full days so we end up calling our husband when we get back and he, he comes up with this plan he's like I'm just gonna go to the airport tomorrow morning there's a flight from Austin that lands at eight like right when we needed to leave and the airport's on the way he was like, I'm going to ask somebody if they'll bring your passport to you. <laughs> and so he, so he had to be at the airport at like four 30 for this. So we go to sleep. We're like, we'll see. Oh like he'll God, text us insane. if he gets the passport on a plane. He ends up getting on a plane and bringing her the passport. Oh my God. Legend. He's like a legend. We call him the feisty legend all weekend. So he, oh my God. So we get the passport, we all get in the car. It's like raining, like one of those low fronts hit us. So it was raining the whole way and we get to the border. And as we're pulling up, I'm like, I don't know if we're going to make it. You have to be lined up for the ferry 30 minutes before the ferry leaves to get on. Mm -hmm. And it had said, if we like, we should get to the ferry dock, like at 1218 and we had to be there by 1230, but we had to go through the border. So no cars. It's great. You know, it looks like we're going to get through and he goes, okay, well, um, three of you are going to need to do random COVID tests <laughs> and he just pulls three passports and sends us to the COVID tests, even though we all had negative COVID tests. And it was like, you had to register the test. It was this whole process of like, anyway, it took like 30 minutes. So we did not make our ferry. So then we were like, okay, well, let's just like see about buying a ticket for the three o'clock ferry because the reservations were sold out. So this is like 1244. It's too late to get on the one o'clock ferry. We pull in and they're like, okay, get in line for the three o'clock ferry. And then they're like, wait, we can't leave. So we were just stuck there waiting for the three o'clock ferry to board, which fortunately there was a little place to get some food and stuff, but we were in the car for so long. No. So anyway, but it was a fun trip. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. So just FYI, if you cross the border, you need a negative COVID test. You need your passport. Passport. And you have to have your vaccine card because everywhere in Canada, you have to show your vaccine card. Like to go into any picture of it or do you have to have the You So Canada has an app that they use and it's a QR code, but it's, I was trying to figure out if we could get it just for our trip, but you have to send your vaccine stuff to the government to be verified, to get that QR code. So you have to show mm-hmm. the actual card and, and your, um, and they, they look at it. Like, it's not like, Oh, you know how, when like you and I go in and get carded at the grocery store, it's just cause they have to, right. But they don't really look at anything. They're like, you're obviously over 21. <laughs> yeah. That's and, not how it is. And maybe over 50. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it is. Oh, wow. very seriously. So anyway, how was your weekend? Oh, it was uh, everything I needed it to be, which was just sitting around and being lazy and resting and sleeping. And I think, you know, that's one thing I'm, I'm just, I'm tired. I, I really am tired. So leaving um, to head down to Spirit World in Patagonia, Arizona, seeing um, my good friends, Heidi and Xander, who I've 
been missing a lot. So I'm excited to see them. And and we've got the whole crew at the compound. So Vanessa and Yuri are there and Heidi and Xander are there. And I get to see Emily Pachorek, who I haven't seen in two years. And yeah, it's gonna be fun. And Celine's gonna be there. So yeah, it's gonna be this is is this their inaugural year because were they supposed to have it last year and got canceled they had or they it had it in one? 2019 okay and then yeah they had funny enough they had the event and then the next weekend um we launched big sugar and that sold out in what four minutes and then we finally got to have big sugar just last weekend so yeah yeah so that's it kind of feels like maybe COVID is come full circle. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Just finally getting to have the stuff that it all, it all got interrupted, but yeah, H and Z didn't have spirit world last year because of COVID. And so this year we do have to have vaccine cards, all that stuff for down there. It should be fun though. So yeah, that'll be fun. And that kind of closes down the season for you, right? Well, honestly, big sugar is, it feels like that closed down the season. This is just going to go see some friends and fun and, and Mason's going to go and he hasn't seen our place down there. So the new one. Do you think um, they're going to make dirty margaritas? Heidi's going to make her dirty margarita. I'm sure that she will. Actually, it'll probably be me because she's going to be slammed. They open their new place, Patagonia Lumber Company, their beer, wine, cafe, bar, um, Friday and then now they've got big sugar or they've got spirit world this weekend so she's exhausted (laughs) well well so we sound tired but you know what's going to energize everybody after listening to us sound tired for this long and rambling intro rambling this is a really rambly one sorry folks I know but now people know how to get to Canada (laughs) Maybe we can post this podcast someplace else besides just on the Girls Gone Gravel page. <laughs> We're going to start a podcast about how to do things during COVID. Yeah. Um, but uh, we had Tanika Duhaney on the podcast, who was so fun. Um, and I actually thought of you when we were having this Canada, whole Canada thing, because I was telling uh, the woman whose passport, the story of Tanika getting stuck at the airport and you finding a, like a friend to pick her up. And um, so we thought we should have a startup called SaveMyAss.com, where like if you need something, you could like have an app where it could connect you to somebody that could help you. That I love that idea. So, SaveMyAss.com, but um, Tanika is so fun and so yeah. full of energy. She's a, she's a sweet soul for sure. So so, um, and she talks about everything from getting into gravel her experience as a BIPOC athlete, and then what she wants to do to impact the next generation. So I think y'all are really going to enjoy this conversation with Tanika Duhaney. Christy, have you ever been out riding and stopped at a sketchy gas station and been like, I want to go in, but I don't know what to do with my really expensive, nice bike. Uh, Yes, that always stinks. Those situations are never fun. I know. And especially if you're by yourself and there's nobody to stay outside and watch the bike for you. Yeah, exactly. You'd like have to drive right by that nice cold Coca-Cola <laughs> or bag of potato chips. Well, I have a feeling we have a way to fix that. We do. We have a brand new podcast sponsor. Autolock. Autolock. So Autolock is a company that creates these great locks. They're cinch locks. So they're small, lightweight, and easy to carry. And they all have combination lock codes. So you can put it in your bike bag. You 
could even just leave it strapped around your seat post. And Perfect. it just makes it easy to lock your bike to anything or even somebody else's bike. It's ideal for theft deterrent. Um, all the locks have Kevlar in them, so they're really hard to cut. And I think it's just great to have an option wherever you are to always have a lock with you. Yep. And the cool thing is, is they're giving all of our listen listeners a chance at 25% off if you want to buy a cinch lock. Well, I think it's any of their locks on their website. Oh, that's awesome. So, that's even better. I know, because they also have that um, U-lock on there as nice. well. So if you need something more heavy duty, if you're riding around in a city. So you just go over to autodesignworks.com and you're going to get 25% off at checkout and free shipping for us customers only. If you use the code girls con gravel at checkout, again, it's autodesignworks.com and 25% off with girls con gravel at checkout. Auto lock, hide it in your sock, take it around the block. Christy, we have a new sponsor on the podcast. What? JoJ Bars has come on as one of our sponsors. Shut up. JoJ Bars are the best. I know. We both got to try them after the founder of, of JoJ Bars, Jess Sarah, came on the podcast and she sent us a sample box. Which uh, one was your favorite? Uh, my favorite was lemon blueberry quinoa, which I was not expecting. How about yeah. you? Uh, mine was the pancakes and bacon, which tastes just like pancakes and bacon. It tastes just like pancakes and bacon. And oh, it's good. great. It's great to use on the bike or if I'm running late or trying to get out the door for a ride, which usually I'm running late and trying to get out the door. Uh, <laughs> I just grab it and have breakfast on the way. Yep. They taste good. And you know, they're good for you too. Jess is a chef and an athlete, and she's not putting anything in her bars that she wouldn't put in her own body. Yeah. So they're all gluten-free. They don't use any artificial flavors or protein powders. It's all uh, formulated just for you for training or riding or just any adventure that you've got going on. And knowing Jess, I bet she sent you a code. She did. So <laughs> listeners of the podcast can, can go to jojbars.com and use the coupon code GRAVELLOVE15. That's all lowercase GRAVELLOVE15 for 15% off all your orders. Nice. I'm going to get some before we go on our next gravel trip. Agreed. Well, anyway, we're so Deborah. excited that we are joined by one of our friends that we met at the last best ride, Tanika Duhaney. Welcome to hey. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and then you got to, you went to gravel camp. So you got to hang out with Christy there, right? I did. Um, I went to the uh, Unbound Women's Clinic and it was amazing. I mean, everything from getting to the camp to being at the camp was amazing. So um, I did I say that you were stranded at an airport. I was, and I said, God did not bring me this far to leave me this far. And Christy <laughs> put out a call to IG World and I was rescued. It was crazy. Yeah. It was, but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be good if it wasn't. That's a good story. Yeah. Cause there's not an airport super close to Emporia, like no matter where you go. So I like, thought there possibly was. So I texted Christy and said, Hey, so can I Uber it? And she goes, um, no. <laughs> I was like, Oh, do well, they have where Uber in Emporia? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm a city girl. Like, why can't I Uber it to wherever it is that I'm going? Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> no, two and a half hours no. from Kansas City. It just wasn't gonna work. It wouldn't. No, work. and then and then the rental car situation wasn't playing nice either. No, and I, I it just it was crazy. It was, and then uh, um, so we were work. We were solving the problem, and I just I put out a message on Instagram calling for help, and literally was just about to um, send one of the staff members up to just go get her. And she reached back out or I, I got a message from, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember who it was now, um, that they were coming to Emporia anyway for the Cannonball 550. And yep. so, yeah. Uh, um, she and her husband was com- were coming for the Cannonball 550. And she said, I'm 25 minutes away. Are you still at the airport? And I said, yes, I am. And she said, um, all right, we'll swing by and pick you up. And it was the best um, cab ride uh, <laughs> I've ever had. We had so much good conversation. Um, I don't know. I didn't know what to expect. I thought, so just some person is going to pick me up. And when I tell my friends about it, they're like, you just got in a car with some person I was like hey listen I was at the airport for almost three hours okay we, we gotta figure out where we cut our losses and of all places in Canton hey 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 don't judge me I needed to get home it all worked I, I love mm-hmm. it it goes to show people really do want to help each other for the yeah. most part sorry yeah. my dog is like sneezing and eating her lunch behind us so that's why I keep muting well Danica tell us your story of how you got into cycling and how you got into gravel all right so my transition into cycling think like a lot of people maybe for um COVID but I was pre-COVID where I actually started on a Peloton and um it was a great workout and I was like one day I was riding and my two-year-old was eating I don't know bonbons or something I thought so I'm sweating and she's eating bonbons. Hmm. What lesson am I teaching her here? And so I decided, I wonder if I could take her outside. And um, we started with the little baby carrier on the bike. And um, I think the first time it was maybe 10 miles or something. I thought it was something epic. Um, it was like, whoa, a whole 10 miles. And then... Um, uh, I did, um, I wanted to do more and I ended up at the bike shop. The bike shop told me about a race. I thought, oh yeah, let me go try that out. And when I went there, uh, someone said, have you ever heard of a group called getting it in cyclists? And I said, I don't even know of any group. Where are they? Who are they? How do I find this? And it was a road team. It was a road group. And I ended up connecting with them. I ended up buying a carrier that went behind my bike and I would do everything from pull that kid on 25 mile group rides to all kind of things and um, I always saw people graveling I didn't know it was graveling and I didn't know what it was or who they were Um, but I didn't really see a lot of people like me doing graveling and so I was just apprehensive Um, I stopped riding for years and then in 2020 um a friend invited me out 
And I thought, oh my gosh, I probably should have stolen these bikes a long time ago, but mm, sure, I'll come and die. And uh, <laughs> my daughter came with me the next day and it was so exhilarating. I thought, yeah, this is pretty cool. And still I, I'd pass parks and see a lot of people. Um, thought, oh, but you know, just apprehensive. Anyway, fast forward to 2021 and um, the GII racing captain, Anthony Carter said, hey, someone is having a scholarship. Uh, for uh, women who want to gravel, women of color who want to gravel. And I said, hey, I should apply. And I did. <laughs> and I applied and I thought, this is perfect. I got selected. And then I went into panic mode because I'm going to gravel and I don't have a bike to gravel. And um, I sent an email uh, pretty much asking like, hey, does anybody have an unused, unloved extra bike somewhere? Um, and actually the lady who put on the scholarship, uh, she actually reached out to me and said, Hey, how tall are you? Um, you can come by and check out a bike that I have. Hopefully it will fit you. Um, and this was all under a program called Melanin Based Smiles. And so I went, checked out the bike and I fell in love. I took the bike out to Loudoun County I think the first time I did it, I went out by myself, just trying to see like if I fall on my face or if I just completely wipe out, at least I'm the only one out here that's gonna see it happen. <laughs> and, and I went, and I think I was off on a Friday or something when I went. And at first I wasn't really sure, you know, getting accustomed to the one by the shifting, all that other stuff is not like your road bike. And no lie, I saw a man coming down the road on his horse. And I was like, wait, I'm riding my stallion and he's on his stallion. <laughs> yeah, boy. And I literally said to him, hey, your stallion, my stallion, can I ride your stallion? And he said, yes. And I said, oh, I didn't expect him to say yes. So I got off my bike and I hopped on his bike. I mean, his horse. <laughs> I hopped on his horse and then that horse was like, I don't know what's going on here. It started acting weird. Probably was like, who in the heck is on me? And I was like, get me off this horse right now. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I don't know. I pushed a little that day and the ground felt different from road and the people were different that I encountered. And I was addicted, like, I just couldn't wait to go back. And the next time I went back, it didn't feel like the first time that I rode that road. And ever since, I think I've been on my road bike. I could count how many times I've been on my road bike. And that's how I got in the gravel. That's awesome. Yeah. What was the, <clears throat> the first scholarship for? Uh, so the first scholarship through Melanin Based Miles was for a race in um, Virginia called mm -hmm. the Dirty Kitten Race. And they uh, have a, a 20, 40, a 60, and an 80 mile. And essentially uh, on that ride for the scholarship, it was essentially to get BIPOC athletes 
who were interested in cycling prepared to successfully complete one of those distances. And so there were group rides and um, there was a mechanic, I wanna say a trainer that you could ask, a coach you could ask questions to. And also um, the lady, um, her name was Sheila, uh, she organized it and different tips, uh, just having someone ask very basic questions. I've always heard that nutrition on gravel is different from nutrition on road. So being able to say, how do I, what do I do for gravel? Uh, How do I load up? That's still um, a challenge that I face, but I made a classic rookie mistake. I went out and I was like, oh, my tire is off. And I got out my pump and I was like, I put my back into it. And I think that tire <laughs> probably had 60 PSI. Oh my God. Yep. I got a sidewalk puncture and I learned my lesson really fast. So um, then I ended up getting, it's tattered. It's been through some things, but oh, this is book. Yes. It has, it's been dog tagged. It's, there's all kind of things, highlights. That has been the thing that has answered so many questions for me. Um, and I read it uh, almost religiously after a race. If something didn't go as planned or uh, something just doesn't feel off, even after just like a regular ride, I'll flip through through it to see if there was something that I was missing. And yeah, um, I did unpaved and I feel like I bonked at a certain point. And um, when I read it, when I went to reread the whole nutrition part, um, I have a better idea of why I struggled the way that I did. So. Celine, you went to the rescue. (laughs) Yeah, that race too, right? Yeah, it's been it's been really helpful. I I bought it by on a whim, really. And I think I want to ask her, like I when I picked up the book, I didn't know who she was or anything. And I see a man on the cover and I get the book and I go, why is a man on the cover? And it's written by a woman. Hmm. Celine, could you send us an, an answer? That, she listens to the podcast. Could you send yeah, us an answer so- to that question, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Celine. <laughs> Fix it for what? It'll be the third Christine edition. Christine are going to get a random text <laughs> with we the are. answer. And I'm not going to know what she's talking you, about. You're not going to know and I'll know exactly what she's talking about. Yep. Well, that is this, is she on her third edition of that book now? Third or fourth, I think. She, she'll have to change the cover next time just for some period. Oh. Yes, I'm going to ask her to change the cover next time because I thought, why can't a girl be on it? Girls gravel, right? They do. Oh, they absolutely yeah. do. Yeah. But it's I have been, a feeling. I have a feeling Tanika is going to be the next cover of. <laughs> I can see it coming. Celine, uh, everyone is lobbying. I hope you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's been. It's really been a godsend. And I can definitely say the basics. Um, after I got that sidewall flat, I came straight home and thought, okay, what did I do wrong? Of course I didn't get to, I think I was like, just like perusing through. And then I, oh, <laughs> I didn't need 60 PSIs. Okay. Hmm. All right. So yeah. Lesson it's a learned. hard thing so, to change coming from road. Like <laughs> you just need a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> 
I didn't have that. that experience. <laughs> I went straight to gravel. Straight to gravel. See, yep. you didn't have to worry about any of that. Well, if I switch to road, then we'll have to have me on for stories about me trying to run a road tire at 38. <laughs> That's right. Like, why am I not? Why am I going so slow? <laughs> why am I feeling my rim on the ground? <laughs> What's really going on with this PSI? <laughs> oh yeah, that's awesome. Well, you came. Are you? Oh, sorry, Catherine. I was going to ask: Are you outside of? Um, are you outside of DC or Virginia? Is that where you're from? Yep, I'm in Northern Virginia. I'm in uh, Fairfax. Okay, nice. I was born at Fort Belfort, so. Oh, I go to Fort Belfort all the time because it's like oh. ten miles from here. Nice. Yeah. Is, is there yeah, gravel around, around you there? No, um, there actually there is, um, there is, a uh, a lake really close, maybe about six miles of gravel there and a pretty neat guy managed to put together, um, I guess, a connection of little gravel paths, pathways, um, to include like stream crossings and whatnot. And it totals, he says 30 miles. So this Sunday I'm going to try it out. But if I really want to do real gravel, I have to go out to Loudoun County, which is about an hour away. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All the things I don't have to deal with here. Well, you guys know. So you got to, you got to see how close our gravel is here. In oh Virginia. man. I'm so jealous. The cattle pen. I thought, Oh, and when, when you took us there, I was like, ah, I guess. Uh. And then, and then, and I think what really got me was the wind. I was like, Oh, 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 okay. So the wind and the rocks move me. Okay. All right. How are we going to make this work? And I'm not going to lie. I think I was, um, I probably had like 15 panic attacks in like 10 minutes starting. And I was so, um, so stiff. I was trying to make sure that I didn't fall. I just didn't want to fall. It's not dirt. This is like, this is some pretty serious gravel here. How am I going to navigate this? But um, it smoothed out really quickly. And it was some really nice gravel. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I did it myself. Oh, oh you, you're, <laughs> so great. you're so talented. I just knew it. Your mom told me you're a woman of many talents. <laughs> and that's right. Tanika stayed at my folks' house, which was pretty fun. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> fun stuff. Yeah, her parents were so awesome. Her mom's like, uh, I, I get home. I get home. I get home. Yeah, because I'm one of their adopted kids. And uh, the garage was closed and I was like, okay, it's kind of late. How do I get in? And, um, I think Denisha was dropping me off that night. And so I went to the front door and I remember your dad told me that he was going, he was going somewhere and your mom wasn't sure if she was going to go because she's, she'd eaten something the night before and, um, she wouldn't, she wasn't sure she'd be up for going out. So I knew there was a possibility that somebody might be home. I was praying that it was somebody other than just the dogs. Home. <laughs> and I go to the front door and I knock and the door opens and I'm like, oh my gosh, 
I'm not New York. Okay. All right. I don't even know if I'm at the right house uh, <laughs> because I came through the garage. Remember? So each time previously I came to the garage, so I never went to the front door. So I don't know what the living room looks like. And I was walking <laughs> through some random person's living room at like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. And I don't even know if it's the right living room that I'm supposed to be walking through. And, um, because of all of my um, overwhelming confidence, this was me. Christy's mom, Christy's mom. <laughs> Hello, Christy's mom. And she couldn't hear me. She was watching TV. And um, I, mean, I finally get into the living room and she go, I mean, I guess, yeah, the TV room. She's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, hey, I mean, anybody could have came through the front door. She's like, yeah. I thought to myself, Scandal. no way. She was so unconcerned. Like, how That's you amazing. doing? I thought to myself, I, I, I think I'm doing okay now. Um, <laughs> the front door is open. She was like, oh, it's all right. Okay. Um, so yeah, I see you're doing well. You didn't want to go out. I'm glad you didn't go out. Somebody is at home because I didn't know how to get in. Um, yeah, but overall, it was a blast. Um, hanging out with them. I tried not to get into their hair too much. They were just pretty cool. Thanks. That's amazing. <laughs> well, one thing that you talked about when we, before we started recording, uh, was, was just the conversation about when you show up at a race, you often are the only, or one of the few people that look like you at a race. And, uh, we'd love for you to talk a little bit about that experience, like what that's like and what, what are some things that you think can happen to help the community change that? Um, so I dared myself to get into gravel, um, not seeing me or seeing people that look like me in gravel. And um, someone asked me, why do I gravel? And my answer was pretty simple. Uh, I can complain and say, I don't see people that look like me. So blah, 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 and carry on. But what can I do about it? And my motto has been, I want to be the change that I want to see. If my daughter ever decides that she wants to gravel or she wants to ride, I hope that she'll see some beautiful, fantastic picture of me that they capture me in a very action-packed um, picture. And she said, my mom did that, you know, so she might be less apprehensive to dip her toe in that. Um, when I show up and I don't see people that look like me, which is very often, um, sometimes I require many deep breaths to say I belong here and I belong there because I enjoy it just like the other people who don't look like me and they don't bite. Um, sometimes people will stare and I'll stare right back and sometimes people will say hello and I'll say hello right back, but oftentimes People are just like super friendly. Um, what can be done differently? I didn't know much about gravel and I've actually invited people, people, cyclists of color to go graveling. And I've heard the responses that run the gamut, everything from, I don't wanna get dirty to I don't have a gravel bike. And 
They say, why do you like to gravel? Well, I am a farm girl that grew up in Jamaica and I love playing in the dirt. So if you like playing in the dirt, you might want to like try gravel. Um, I'm also a road cyclist that got two concussions in six months. And I was not interested in having a third. And I figured if I fell on the dirt, it might not hurt as bad. Um, so maybe someone might think, hmm, how do I do that? Or how do I get into that? I, um, I think oftentimes races um, advertise to their audience that they know. And I think race promoters and race organizers may need to be more deliberate in reaching out to um, cyclists, someone like me to say, hey, um, would you mind putting this on your feed or something like that, um, promoting their races to an audience that isn't their typical audience. I think there needs to be deliberate steps taken to reach out to the community that's not often um, that's not often identified as a customer base. And you might be pleasantly surprised that there are a lot of cyclists of color who are interested in gravel, but because they don't really see an in, they don't really even knock on the door. Super, super great points. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I mean, I know for myself, there have been a lot of races that I looked at and I'm like, do any women race this? Because it's all pictures of dudes mm-hmm. <laughs> and yep. everything. And you have to like go looking for a picture of a woman. And it just, yeah. there's just something about even the imagery where you're like, it, and your brain just says, I don't belong. Right. When you don't see yourself. Oh yeah, it does. And um, I mean, there are times where I'm just riding gravel regularly and I don't see anyone else. Um, And when I get uncomfortable, I kind of like, I don't, I don't revert to my natural state, which is being an introvert. I take on one of my daughter's qualities, quick story about her. I took her on a um, gravel path that leads to the lake by our house. And she was riding her bike, just doing her thing. This is like very early in the pandemic. And she's a very social butterfly and she'll pass hello, hi, or she'll be like 10 bikes back. Passing on your left, no, no, no. Like (laughs) one bike back, passing on your left. Two bikes back, passing on your left. Passing on your left. (laughs) And that's just her, right? Hi, I love your dog. Stuff like that. Sometimes I'm like, oh, this kid, just like shut up and ride, right? But that's just her. Well, one day we go down to this lake and she's riding, she's doing her usual, um, you know, kiss a baby, say hi to everybody. And we go to the lake, we turn around, we're on our way back. Um, She was a little bit ahead of me. Her brother was a little ahead of her. Uh, She went over a rock and lost her balance and fell off her bike. So thankful that she had on her helmet because the rock would have pretty much uh, split her skull. She four screams and somebody that was close to her ran up to her and tried to help her. And I come around the corner and she's crying and she's screaming. And when she calms down, the man is like, hey, do you mind if I help your daughter? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, sure. And she goes, he said, you said hi to me when you were passing me earlier. She goes, I did. He said, you did. And uh, 
She said, he's being nice to me because I said hi to him. I said, uh-huh, he's being nice to you because he said hi to him. And she goes, is it okay if he helps me? I said, uh-huh. Normally, I don't talk a whole lot when I ride. I'm just like in my own world, just chilling out. And after that incident happened, I thought, how many people would notice or how many people would help if something happened to me? And I pretty much just challenged myself that if I'm by myself, I will make it a point to say, hello, on your left, good morning, something, some kind of greeting. Because if something happens to me for any reason, I would hope that someone that I pass along the way would recognize that, hey, that person said hi or acknowledged me or whatever the case is and be a decent human being and help me out. Yeah. That's an awesome lesson. Yeah, yeah, that, that social butterfly thing. I'm just like, man, ugh, fine. I give her credit every time. And I know that like out here, it's always about the wave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like on the, when the farmers go by in their cars, I'm always like making sure to wave. Just oh, okay. yeah. As nice as you can to the cars on the road yep. so that they yep. see you. Yeah. If I ride on a CNO canal, I may I've purchased two bells so far. The first one I didn't think was loud enough, but I make it a point to ring my bell, let them know that hey, I'm approaching. And sometimes you still get the I'm passing on your left and they run to their left, or you know, whatever the case <laughs> is. But um there have been a lot of people who have said thank you for announcing yourself or hey, thank you for the bell. Um, and so hey, good morning, passing on your left, and just keep it moving. Yeah, it's always better to communicate. <laughs> I've had too many people come up beside me and just scare the crap out of me because yeah. <laughs> like all of a sudden they were right beside me. And I just I was like thinking about my own things in my own little world. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like heart is in my throat. Oh yeah. Or I've seen it where the owner has headphones in or, you know, they're just completely zoned out. But if they have a dog with them, I'm ringing the bell and the dog moves over. I'm like, well, thank you for not running in the path. I really appreciate it. Um, just overall, as you said, some people get startled, you know, when we're coming by at a pretty good pace. And I don't want anybody to be startled and run into the bike and then we have an unfortunate situation. So I've been ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, the messenger bell pretty much. Okay. Well, you were talking about your kids and you have a mini me initiative that I kind of was overhearing you and Christy talk about at the last best ride. I was like, Oh, Tanika is going to about to start her own race series. <laughs> no, not yet. I want to enjoy everybody else's races. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Tell us about the, the, what you are doing with the mini me. Um, so I've got this crazy idea. Um, I, a part of the bike club, I've seen men, um, fathers and their daughters ride. They teach their daughters to ride. They ride with their daughters, all that jazz. I don't see moms and their daughters riding. Well, I'm a mom. I've got a daughter. 
<laughs> so I'm going to ride with her. And I think it's, um, I think it's just unique uh, for a girl to see her mom do a certain thing. And that um, degree of can I do it is the lesson compared to a guy telling a girl that she can do it. Um, we've all had those scenarios where the guy is coaching through something and telling the girl a particular thing. And then a woman shows a girl how to do it and she gets it right away. We move different, we think different. And so I wanna encourage more moms and their kids to ride. And I wanna encourage more moms to ride with their kids. So um, there are a couple of videos on my Instagram where um, I'll drop my daughter in there here and there. Um, but I take her grappling, especially on my recovery rides, because she's going to force me to actually recover. Um, but then she's also going to test my patience along with it. Um, and in her doing that, everything from seeing a rabbit to a deer, um, to her trying to overcome a fear. Oh, mommy, look at that bridge. And she doesn't think that she can ride that bridge because there's that incline right before you head up to it. And the, I remember there are a couple of rides where she's like, it's too hard. And she walked it. And I just keep a mental note. She walked it this time. All right, she walked that time. And then the next time I'll have her, you know, go to an easy enough gear early enough so she can approach it. And when I recognize that we're on to something, we, um, she, she completed a bridge. She completed a hill that she'd never done before. And when she got home, she said, I feel so accomplished. <laughs> do you know? I'm do sure tell. You, yes, do, do tell. And she, she couldn't shut up about riding on these little hills and I'm like you know to her it's a mountain to us it's like ah, whatever but to her it's something monumental and she's building her confidence and she's out in the woods and she's out in nature and she's recognizing deer and all that other stuff that's going on around her and then we have moms who come up to us and tell us how cool that is. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. And they ask us, how do I get my kid to do that? And I'm like, well, just ride with them. Now yeah. I've had a mother say to me, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to get my daughter to do that. And I, um, and I extended the offer and said, hey, if you'd like, we ride at this location, usually on Sundays, and we exchange information. And I welcome you to um, bring your daughter out. Um, she did bring her daughter. Her daughter was a little apprehensive. She rode like maybe a mile or so. And I told her, please don't force her because, you know, it's, it's something different and it's something new. Um, we always get compliments and we always get questions. And I think it's because it's just not something that you often see. Mm -hmm. So to normalize it, because it should be normalized, why not have an initiative where we can um, encourage mothers to ride with their kids? So the whole premise of Mini-Me is to um, start at a location that has some gravel, but also has some pavement. And um, you can ride a little bit of pavement, ride a little bit of gravel. And tell me how you feel. Tell me what's different. Tell me which one's more fun. And I don't want to force any kid to do anything that they don't want to do but I also want to give them the opportunity to try something that's new. And it's all about the mini project. I love it. Yeah. 
That's really fun. Thank you. You'll have, you'll have a ton of moms uh, reaching out to you before you know it. Yep. I agree. I hope so. I hope so. I think it would be really cool. You know, um, we'll, I mean, I'm totally invested in it to the point where if I go to a cyclocross race, my daughter goes to a cyclocross race and she brings her mountain bike. And I love it where, you know, they have like the little kids section set up and she's like, she might be the only girl. And she's like, let's race. I'm like, oh, yes, look at her, look at her, go ahead, feel that muffin cap bag, all right, and that's then awesome. she, she loses, and she's like, let's do it again. <laughs> that's awesome. My little niece has really long blonde hair, and she likes to ride her little bike, she's five, and, but she does not like to put her hair back, and so I showed her pictures of Allison Tetrick. And so now she'll be like, um, can we do my hair like that bike racer so I can go fast? <laughs> That's right. That's right. But I wish it was there's that like, easy. <laughs> I know, but there's like, there's somebody to show her, right? Like at one yeah, time, right. it wouldn't have been somebody to show her as an example. Right. Like a girl that's like that she perceives has this beautiful long blonde hair like she does. And, you know, mm-hmm. that you don't have to be this one thing to be a, to ride bikes that girls That's can see, right. like. I can be, I can be this and this, and I can, you know, yep. I love that. Definitely. I love that. So Tanika, what do you have on store it for, on the gravel scene for 2022? For 2022, this is not you. a plug. Huh? I said, where are we going to see you? You're I think it's going to be Unbound. <laughs> oh, yes. You're going to see me at Unbound. So really quick. Um, uh, when, uh, Anthony Carter told me that he was going to unbound. I was like, you're going to unbound. I, I literally had a gravel bike for maybe a whole two weeks. I was like, unbound, what is unbound? Hmm. And I was all over my phone and I came home and I was all over Google. All right, check. All right. And I actually downloaded the handbook and read it page to page. I know don't, 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 don't make fun of me. And I, I was like, I'm doing that. I'm doing that next year. Yes, I am. And he goes, okay, you're doing that next year. And I don't know how many people I've met that I've said, I'm doing Unbound. And before the clinic, before anything else, Unbound was on my list. So um, you'll see me at Unbound. Um, I'll definitely be at the last best ride, Rooted Vermont, um, Gravista, uh, Steamboat. I didn't get to do that this year. That's definitely on my list. Um, and a couple more places. I, I think I want to do at least six different races. And I'm actually even thinking about gravel worlds. Um, I want to um, support race promoters who are supporting um, having a larger um, female um, female rider population at their races. And when I saw that, I thought definitely, but the races that I really enjoyed this year, um, I am going back next year. Actually, there were no races that I did this year that I didn't enjoy. And the race that I did not finish this year was unpaved uh, 125. And that is 
the race for me for 2022. I love it. And you'll be through that copy of gravel a few more times. (laughs) Well, how did I find out about these races? So I get this book and I literally start reading and I don't know, how do I find out about these gravel races? I only found out about Unbound because of Anthony. And I found out about Dirty Kitten because of um, Melanin Based Miles Scholarship. And I start reading the book and I go, oh my gosh. Okay. And I promise you, um, I'm not going to take up too much of your time, but I started going through and I started looking at the different races that she mentioned. And I circled every single one of them and started looking at <laughs> what still actually had registrations. And unpaved was one that still um, that hadn't passed, but the registration was um, already sold out. So I put myself on the wait list. I didn't think I would get in, um, but I, I did put myself on the wait list. And then when I got in, then I was scared out of my mind. <laughs> That's a tough race. But I you tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you tried. I tried I will conquer that race next year (laughs) well tell us how people can follow you on social or connect with you if they want to learn more about you oh my um, primary social is uh, Instagram and my handle is Miss Adventurer One and MS Adventurer and the number one and I'll post whatever it is that I'm doing whatever causes I'm supporting and whatever races that I'm interested in highlighting and then um, I also try to give a recap of whatever adventures I um, got into over the weekend and all that good stuff that's amazing Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been really fun to hear more of your story after hearing just a tiny bit of it um, in Montana this summer. Certainly. Thank you for having me. Hey friends, we don't want chafing to keep you on the sideline from riding your bike. So we're bringing you some good news about Chamois Butter. Chamois Butter has come on as one of the sponsors of the Girls Gone Gravel podcast. They've been making chamois cream for over 30 years, and they've got tons of five-star reviews. So if you have ever been to your bike shop, you've probably seen that iconic purple and yellow tube. There are several different versions, including the original, the pH neutral, her, tingly Euro style, which I'm very intrigued by, (laughs) and coconut with certified organic ingredients. They've got a special for our Girls Gone Gravel listeners. You can head over to chamoisbutter.com and you get free shipping on any orders of two tubes or more. They also have really fun limited edition merch, which I've got their cool chamois butter sweatshirt. These things, I wear this sweatshirt all the time. It's one of my favorites to wear. It's very soft and very warm. I could say if you get any of their chamois butter gear, you will definitely stand out in a crowd. When we were at uh, at an event a couple of years ago, a guy had a shamey better kid on and everybody knew who he was. Like everybody was cheering for him. So if you want to stand out, go over, get your two tubes of shamey better, get your free shipping and then find some cool swag and merch. Yep. I think that sounds like a great idea. Christy, do you know one thing that I'm really sick of? What is that? All the freaking trends and that are coming out in wellness. Like Ethan, uh, avoid that. I don't even know where to start. Yeah. I don't know where to start. I don't know who to trust. Yeah. 
but we have a new sponsor that I'm pretty excited about. Have you, have you yes. done your stuff? Yeah. I'm so stoked. Yeah. So Inside Tracker is our new sponsor and they're going to cut through all the noise and they're going to analyze our blood, DNA, lifestyle, and fitness trackers. And then we get personalized science-backed trackable action plans for how we should eat, age, we need that, and perform better. I know. I'm excited. It's The cool thing about it is it's, it's cheaper and it's way more convenient than the traditional blood tests. Um, they include biomarkers that are key to performance. So, so information that we're not getting from traditional blood tests. Um, and I think my favorite part is that they're not just going to give us the data, but they're providing us with nutrition and lifestyle tips to help us take action and cut through the noise. Yes. I love that. Cause I feel like whenever I go to the doctor and I get blood tests, I have no idea what to do with them. Right. Exactly. Yep. And I don't, they don't apply to like whatever I'm doing. Um, and the good news is because they are a sponsor of the podcast, all of you all get 25% off their entire store. You just go yes. to insidetracker.com slash girls gone gravel. Change is an inside job. Start on the inside. You have been listening to the girls gone gravel podcast. This podcast is edited and produced by the team at live feisty media. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating. It really helps other women find the podcast and be sure to follow us at girls gone gravel on Instagram or Facebook.